Hello, and welcome to How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. I'm your host, Megan Thompson, licensed clinical professional counselor and registered play therapist supervisor. We at MTC teach parents how to eliminate the daily meltdown and shutdown cycle for your sensitive children and teens. Highly sensitive children make up 15 to 20% of the population, according to research that has been gathered for over a century. And this podcast answers one question. How can you raise emotionally intelligent children, stop walking on eggshells, and help your child express their needs safely without punishments, yelling, or coddling. If you wanna know the answer, you're in the right place. Hi there, Megan Thompson here with Megan Thompson Coaching, and today we're gonna talk all about what to do if it feels like for you that the lockdown has never ended, right? If you're parenting a sensitive child or teen and you just feel trapped in your own house because of your child's big, intense emotions, then this this show is for you. Make sure that you're, you're listening in. So if you're parenting a sensitive child or teen who just feels those big emotions so intensely and you're stuck in the daily meltdown cycle, then I wanna cover this particularly for you. When when we discuss meltdown cycle, this might mean that your child is uh, getting frustrated, screaming, yelling, running away up to their room, slamming doors, hitting their siblings or you, throwing things, uh, breaking toys when aggravated, uh, etc. Or if your teen especially or preteen is just completely shut down when they are experiencing their big emotions that you just feel like you're knocking on a door and and you never get in, literally in the sense that they won't let you into their room, but also metaphorically, just not being able to understand your sensitive preteen or teen, then what we're covering today is likely gonna resonate because when we support parents in, in breaking out of this cycle, one of the things that we know for sure is that there are many patterns that show up uh, quite frequently when you as a parent are trying to break out of this cycle. And one of the patterns that we're gonna speak about today is your own tendencies to, uh, to, to, to basically shrink your own world. So what do I mean by that? What I mean is that if your child is struggling with those big emotions and you're walking on eggshells and you're just trying to survive on these daily meltdowns and, and to, to prevent some of them, it can feel really, really easy or less different word would be um, it can feel necessary I should say to want to not go anywhere (laughs) now uh, as as uh, the conveniences of of working from home and and living at home are certainly appealing to, to many of us if you're an introvert that might be relevant for you as well Uh, But if you feel like you have to make those decisions because your child is struggling, then this can feel really, really tough as a parent, right? Because uh, when you're making those decisions out of a have to rather than a want to, you can build resentment pretty quickly. But what comes first is a sense of dread that for you as a parent, just trying to avoid those big meltdowns can really take over your day. You know, if your child is struggling, just getting out to 
um, out, out the door to, to go to school, uh, then, and, and that started way before the pandemic hit, then this can feel like uh, the never ending story. There's just no end in sight. Even as you're going back to school these days, depending on what country you're in and, and where your child is, um, is trying to, to change their behavior and what your major uh, focuses for, for targeting your child's intense behavior, it can still feel like for you uh, trying to run around and, and go to different practices and go to um, different opportunities, whether that be especially during the holiday season, trying to meet up with, with uh, friends and family. Like for you, it, it's just not worth the effort. And so when we think about being able to shift out of this, the, the, the exhaustion of dealing with daily meltdowns, it's important to observe how you're making decisions about where your child or teen is, is stuck and what they are capable of. Because for you, if, if, you've, if you've been in this pattern of just saying no because you don't think your kiddo can, can uh, then, then you're bound to feel aggravated by that, right? Because we can all experience cabin fever. Everybody's experienced that in different levels over the last year, year and a half at this point. Um, actually, now that I do the math, it's likely close to, to, to two years, uh, closer to two years than a year and a half in terms of being uh, shut down, depending on where you are in, in the U.S. or, or where you are over the, around the world. And with that being said, the the aggravation of being able to leave your feeling like you can't leave your own home because your child's big emotions can take up so much time and energy and resources out in public can can create an even uh, bigger vacuum of of support. You know, feeling like you just can't access the community in different ways uh, can can be quite um, quite frustrating for you. Like, and and so when we think about being able to to break out of this pattern the self-isolation that we see parents of sensitive uh, children engage in is definitely a pattern that we want to support you in breaking because as you start to have different freedoms and being able to um, to move around in, in different um, uh, invitations we want you to be able to have and you want yourself to be able to have that spontaneity especially during the holiday season Go to impromptu parties, engage with family members, stay longer than you planned, right? And when the meltdown cycle has been going on for some of you years, uh, it can feel like this is just another holiday season where you won't be able to do all of what you wish you could do or all of what you did as a child. You know, maybe you, you enjoyed being able to, to sing carols and um, walk around the neighborhood and um, or, you know, in, engage in, in family experiences, bake, etc. Uh, but for you, in raising your children, it can feel quite uh, startling to try to shift out of your family tra uh, traditions and try to pick one or the other uh, when your child is having a hard time or, or really to, to work on for you um, trying to... to choose which family traditions you're going to do come hell or high water, if you will, right? Parenting a sensitive child doesn't have to mean that you have to constantly take, uh, make concessions for 
your child's needs to the point where your expectations of how you want to enjoy your family's holidays have to be completely thrown out the window, right? That's actually a symptom of survival mode, feeling like uh, life won't be any better than it is right now. And you basically just have to react to your child's intense emotions and um, and call it day, take it day by day. And when we think about being able to systematically support your child out of the meltdown cycle, you need to be able to notice what your goal is for for the holiday season, for for being able to notice that that um, that you're not contributing to the the belief for your child that they aren't capable of managing their big emotions. And this obviously can't be a uh, black or white circumstance, right? It can't be um, all or nothing. We either you know, throw you to the wolves and tell you to suck it up because life is hard, or we bubble wrap you and, and tell you that everything will be fine once you're mature. Um, neither of those plans work and they're just simply not effective at breaking out of the meltdown cycle. Your child who's highly sensitive already lives in black and white. They already think that everything is awful or everything is awesome, right? So you can't parent them from the same dynamic, otherwise you'll continue to stay stuck because it's highly unlikely that you'll match up and you'll, you know, and everything will be hunky-dory. Instead, your child will be running the show, hence the meltdown cycle continues and you start to feel more like your child is, um, has got you on a leash and, and, and you're walking on eggshells when in reality a family dynamic nobody should be on a leash unless you have a dog right um, or I guess some people put leashes on their cats I'm not uh, I'm not privy to, to that how that works but let's get let's get real here what we're focusing is noticing not just uh, the message of who's in charge right your child needs to feel from you as a parent that you know what you're doing and that you have a plan. That allows your sensitive child to feel safe, calm, secure, and capable. And without that, your child feels more in charge of you. And it is incredibly unsafe for children to be in charge of their parents. Even if you as a parent are feeling like you function in, in every other avenue of your life very effectively, even parenting your non-highly sensitive children, right? But if parenting your highly sensitive child leaves you bereft with feeling like there is no way out of this, there is no um, end in sight, and you have no idea how to help your highly sensitive child break out of this pattern, that is very difficult for your sensitive child to experience on a daily basis. So obviously they feel very lost and your sensitive child can feel like they can't trust you to lead them out of that tunnel, that meltdown cycle tunnel. And again, this is also relevant for your sensitive child or teen if their meltdown is an internal experience of just feeling so overwhelmed that they disengage, that they check out, that they're on screens, that they're um, you know, saying that, that the world would be better off without them, or that they are uh, retreating to their room and, and just um, totally disengaging from the family dynamic. So we think about noticing that for you and for your child, social engagement is incredibly important to maintain in order to maintain effective and, and, and a joyful life, then it's clear to notice that this needs to be a priority for your family. 
and um, to do that in a way that is sustainable, right? It's not just because there's holiday season that your child has the expectation that they might get a gift and that's why they're able to muster up holding it together um, at, a, at a holiday party. Because for you, you know for sure that that's simply not sustainable, but it's also still pretty touch and go. You know, your child might be trying to hold it together, but, um, you know, heaven forbid they have the wrong, uh, they get the wrong present or they receive books instead of a game and, and they thought that that's what they were getting. And, and all of a sudden it's a, it's a wailing disaster when they, when they, um, when they open the, the package. Right. And so I think about being able to support your child. It's really important that you, that you solve this problem swiftly because highly sensitive kids need to not only feel like their parents understand them, but also that their parents feel like they are capable and that they do that in the sense uh, and deliver that message in a positive way. What do I say? What do I mean by positive, right? I'm not just saying like, cheer up, you know, Charlie. I don't know if I got that right. <laughs> Old movies are not my favorite, but um you know, this, this whole buck up Chuck or suck it up energy and, and everything's going to be fine, sunshine and rainbows. That is not what we're talking about here. Uh, delusional optimism will, um, will keep your family stuck, right? Because that same level of expectation that everything's going to be fine is likely the same level of expectation that your child will grow out of their sensitivity that stops you from being systematic. So it's very important to understand that your child is highly sensitive. That is a personality trait. There is no fad to this. It's been designed in the human, um, in, in the human experience and recognized in the human experience for over 100 years in the field of psychology. And when we think about being able to observe this in, in other species to include fruit flies and horses and dogs and other uh, animal species where the highly sensitive personality trait has been discovered, it's very, very critical that you notice that following a professional who is clear on that awareness but also has a systematic plan to break out of the pattern doesn't include for you this false belief that just showing your child love and care and hope is going to help you solve the problem because that is actually the opposite of the behavior that you're doing at this point which is that everything will be fine um, eventually right but now we just need to hunker down and now we just need to to um, make life less hard for our child that that same dynamic that you're engaging in now is very similar to the dynamic that um, that will keep you stuck but just sounds like it's it's the opposite um, and, and so we think about being able to break out of this pattern you guys have heard me say and, and notice what works we help our clients understand how they are getting in their own way right and this requires not only uh, the capacity to look at yourself from a um, uh, you know from 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 a from a uh, humble and, and um, open way, uh, but also being able to notice that you can receive feedback in a way that helps you break out of this pattern um, so that your child can receive feedback and helps them break out of this pattern. You know, our clients typically identify as problem solvers. We know that you're watching these this video or listening to this show because you are a problem solver, right? So when we think about being able to break out of this pattern, it is not just about trying to avoid the meltdown of the day. It has to be related to 
breaking out of the pattern all together, right? So let's think about what that means. If your child is constantly coming home with grass stains on their knees, then the solution is not to send, is, is, it isn't to send them outside um, in, you know, in knee pads, right? The, or to not send them outside at all. I was trying to not do a double negative, but sometimes I get trapped in that. Hopefully you guys are following me. Um, the, the solution is to support your child in figuring out either A, how they can wash their jeans themselves, <laughs> or B, how they uh, can play differently in a way that, that doesn't ruin their clothing, right? Um, now, obviously, children are children. I'm not saying your kid shouldn't come home with grass, with, uh, with grass stained knees. Hopefully, you're, you're, um, you're a-okay with that. But I'm, I'm trying to create a metaphor um, for you that supports you in understanding that the, the, the pattern of, of the problem that you're trying to fix can't be um, solved from, from just trying to, to prevent it. It needs to be two-pronged. You need to be able to prevent the meltdowns in the first place, absolutely. You need to be able to notice how you're contributing to those meltdowns. But you also, for, your, for yourself as a parent, need to be able to, to cultivate a relationship with your child with, where they can accept themselves as sensitive without feeling like their big emotions are bad, wrong, or shameful. And when we break down shame in a way that can be communicated not only playfully, but also systematically, then you can break out of the pattern of feeling like those meltdowns come in phases or you have patterns of what we what some parents will allume, um, will highlight as a honeymoon phase where your child is is quote unquote good hunky dory the the meltdowns aren't um, aren't that bad and then everybody's feeling fine and or they're not happening at all and then all of a sudden you have wham bam experiences of meltdowns after meltdowns for weeks and you're basically just holding it together trying to prevent those meltdowns until the cycle ends so when we think about what the cycle looks like for your family whether it is consistent daily like clockwork or you see those meltdowns in big long weeks of fury for your child or intensity for your family then it's really important to understand that that cycle hasn't changed even if you've tried different strategies the cycle is still there then it is still there that just is what it is and so when we're focusing on being able to break out of this pattern it's really important that you uh, avoid isolating your family and you avoid skipping those experiences but you need to do this in a way that doesn't make your kid feel like they are just being like shoved out the door and and, and told to figure it out right many of us were might have been parented like that and we know that that doesn't work for sensitive kids and non-highly sensitive kids alike and so that one of the things that's important to understand is while there's no handbook right you can't go read a book and understand exactly how you're supposed to to parent your sensitive kid and none of us got that when we when we signed up to have kids. Uh, it's also true that there is a systematic way to break out of the meltdown cycle, and, and we know how to do that here at MTC. When we teach parents how to break out of this pattern, as I talked about with you, the, those principles that we teach, 
the strategy requires you to be able to pace yourself in managing those big emotions yourself and with your child. And you can't manage big emotions if you're trying to keep your kid from feeling feelings. And, um, and, and that obviously is, is something that happens just by default when you, when you prevent your child from engaging in those negative experiences or, or experiences that could be um, beautiful, but, but you're just worried about taking your chances. So we encourage you to have a, a, a pretty clear look at where you're stuck, what, what challenges you're having in, in parenting your sensitive child. And taking a look at, at breaking out of this pattern will require you to notice whether or not you are making decisions for in parenting your sensitive child because you are worried about what would happen in the future. Now, it's really, really important to understand that that if you're telling yourself or you're telling your loved ones that you can't attend a party or, or an event or um, go to um, a new experience during the holiday season or not, because you're nervous about how your child will respond, then that is a clear indicator that you are stuck in the meltdown cycle. And so we support our parents of breaking out of this pattern Regardless of how your child is responding to the world, your emotions need to be regulated. And that is something that we are asked that, that we teach parents to do. And, and it's different than trying to keep a lid on a boiling pot, right? I was um, speaking about this the other day that, that one of the focuses that many, many parents in many, many experiences think that being calm means keeping it together, right? That's a likely experience that you were told um, and you were taught in your own childhood experiences. Uh, being calm doesn't mean that you're, you're expected to keep it together 24-7 being calm, or be a stoic brick, right? Uh, being calm means that you are noticing any emotions that you're experiencing and you are dissipating those emotions and decreasing the intensity and then choosing your own emotions. And that's a skill set that requires cultivation and, and support. So, But when we teach our clients this, they not only feel relieved before the meltdown cycle is over, but they also feel way more capable to manage those meltdowns and to recall the skills that they're expected to learn in the moment, right? Because if you're stressed out, you can't recall all of the details of what, you're, what you need to, to learn. And so the same thing is true for your sensitive child. They're not gonna be able to uh, remember those skills, which is why you're stuck, right? If you're just trying to remind your child to use their skills or you're teaching them over and over again, and they're not generalizing that intensity, then there's a pretty clear struggle and um, important piece that is missing in the family dynamic that your child's emotional experience is a uh, is one of feeling incapable okay and um, when your child is not able to persist through challenge then they are telling themselves that message and uh, no conversation or convincing is going to uh, prove otherwise. Instead, your child needs to be able to change the way that they respond in a way that is um, systematic. And, and you teach your child to do that because parents of sensitive kids are the change agents for their children. No outsider, not me, not a therapist, not a teacher, not a mentor, not a big brother or a big sister or a special auntie or, or grandma. doesn't matter. No one else but the parent-child relationship is, is the catalyst for shifting the meltdown cycle for parents of sensitive kids.
okay? Which is why uh, we do what we do here at MTC, because where your stock require, and, and understanding where your stock requires an adult understanding of the bigger picture. Highly sensitive kids cannot zoom out to the bigger picture. Children in general can't zoom out to the bigger picture. That is simply not something they can do systematically and frequently, which is why adults need to help highly sensitive kids break out of this pattern. And so if you're, you're consulting with professionals or you're learning or you're trying to uh, work with your child directly without a system in place, this is likely why you're continuing to stay stuck and why you're being told that your child just isn't ready yet to be able to manage their big emotions in, in public. You know, whenever our clients uh, work on this challenge, we never tell parents to, um, to stay home and to avoid problems or, or to, to dance around the subject. Instead, we support parents in understanding their expectations and how their child can grow step by step by step in these new experiences. So we think about being able to make these shifts and, and do this um, in a way that is efficient, but also repeatable. And you need to be able to follow uh, the a plan, right? And because if your child's not able to follow a plan um, to manage their big emotions, you need to be the one to to contribute to that skill for them to build. Okay, so as a result, once you break out of this pattern, what happens? You are no longer letting your worries make decisions for you. Instead, your certainty makes your decisions, that you can handle any challenges, that your child no longer runs the show. And that, as I mentioned in, in, in previous shows, that is not only freeing for you, but also feels safer for your child, okay? Um, the next thing is that for you, you're going to be able to create opportunities for your child that you might have felt wasn't possible before. And that is also freeing. We talk about being able to break out of the meltdown cycle. There's a huge experience of freedom in that, right? And you no longer feel like you need to hide from emotions, hide from negative experiences for your child to feel those negative emotions, that your child can feel negative emotions and move on say i'm frustrated stomp a foot or so and then move on that is a completely different experience than your child screaming at you when you're supposed to be walking towards the neighborhood caroling because they are too cold and they won't put on their hat right um, that's that's just one example of a, of a major issue where your child is is simply feeling very stuck. Now that was a sensory example, right? We'll talk about um, maybe it was, or maybe it was that they don't like their hat and they won't put it on, right? So you could you could take that either way. We're not just talking about sensory sensitivities here when we think about the catalyst for, for meltdowns. It's emotional intensity. Sensitive kids have a pervasive emotional intensity that leads to those big emotions. Now, breaking out of the pattern means that you need to be able to regulate your own emotional intensity and, and do that in a repeatable and simple way. Otherwise, um, you know, we all know that being able to just find your calm in a, in a, in a day when you were, you're wrangling multiple children or trying to get your teen to practice, etc., can feel unsustainable if it requires you to shut your brain down for an hour. So let's talk about what works and how to break out of this pattern. And what do we, how do we do that? I invite you to book a call with our team. 
on that conversation, you're going to be able to talk ex to, to, to one of our coaches who's going to help you discern what really the root cause is of where you're stuck. Why you're, why you're stuck in that way in the sense that, that you're going to be able to get that clarity. We support you in understanding the, the real challenge so that we also know what the real challenge is for your particular and unique family and your particular and unique child. And then whether or not your specific goals are goals that we help our families solve. And, and if that's the case, uh, and reach those goals, if that's the case, if we, if we know we can help you, we'll tell you exactly how that works on that same phone call. And you're gonna be able to break out of this pattern efficiently and effectively and, and dive right in into to living your next, your, your, your best life with, and taking those next steps right away. If we feel like there's a, a more efficient or effective way to, to break out of this pattern or if it's just simply not a fit because what we do isn't uh, the expertise that you need. We will teach you exactly what you need to do to break out of this pattern. So that conversation is a win-win, right? It's very important to us that the results that we continue to perpetuate with our clients stay that way, right? We have a 98.9% success, uh, percent success rate for our clients and, and that is something we are we pride ourselves in because the families that we work with are perfect for what we do and uh, when we when we support parents and understanding what, whether or not what we do is going to uh, work for for you it's very important that we have a conversation uh, I can't just uh, read a read an email or um, you know hear a, a few sentences about where you're stuck and say yeah sure uh, try it out, right? We want to make sure that what you are looking for, which is results and clear and sustainable positive family dynamic, is something that we can help you do. And if that's the case, we tell you all about it. If it's not, then we send you on a path so that you, you no longer feel lost in the dark, right? Our, our team of expert coaches, myself included, we've been around the block. We've been doing this for over a decade each. And in order to, to observe that, it's really important to notice. We, we, we know what the evidence-based work and research-backed uh, plans are, are relevant. If you do need therapy, uh, then, we, then we send you in that direction. If your child needs uh, more effective or efficient uh, support in a different way or, or there's a different plan that's relevant uh, for your particular family or your spouse or co-parent and, and you on your journey of parenting sensitive kids, then, then we steer you in that direction. That's really important for, for us and, and obviously for you as well. So head on over to MeganThompsonCoaching.com backslash talk or if you're parenting a high schooler, go to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash teen talk and we encourage you to book that call. Have a conversation with us. There's nothing to lose but an opportunity to totally transform your family. Thank you and have a wonderful day. Bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode of How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. We release a brand new episode every week, so be sure to click subscribe. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with us at MTC, here's what I want you to do next. Head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call and book an appointment with our team. We'll get on the phone for about 60 minutes and we'll get you clarity on where you're stuck in parenting your sensitive child or teen what your goals are for supporting your child's development. And if we can help you, we'll get you started on knowing exactly what to do to eliminate that meltdown cycle. Eliminating the daily meltdown cycle does not happen by itself. 
You need expert guidance to make it happen. And we've helped hundreds of clients from all over the world end that cycle in as little as eight weeks. So to see if we can help you do the same, head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call. I'm Megan Thompson, and we look forward to speaking to you soon.